<laughs> I don't know. Why. We never know. Like we need to come up with like. I a... know we do. Like uh, like my favorite true crime podcasts. They always say, "Hey weirdos, it's so and so, and then so and so." I'm like, I love their intro. Yeah. We need an intro. We, we need, need an outro too. We need to say like we need like a catchphrase. We always say, like, well, we always say follow us on social media, please. Like, yes. And, like, beg them to follow us on social yes, media. Yes, but we also need to say, like, like last time when we said, what did we keep saying? Bye. No. I don't remember. <laughs> last time we kept saying, um. I don't listen to this Inform, podcast. not, like, inform yourself. What did we say? Do your research. Do your research. Yeah. yeah this is a great start. This is a great start. <laughs> this is great audio that we're, like, where we don't even, like, know what happened. <laughs> okay. But we need an intro. <clears throat> What are we? <laughs> where, where, are we? <laughs> where are we? We do this every time. I know. Please, every time we start recording. I can't help it. You turn the thing on it. I was not even aware of the fact that we were recording. You shouldn't have told me because now I feel self-conscious. <laughs> even though we've done this. this we've done this episode. five times. I know. Yes, I like... know. This is our fifth episode. All right. Welcome back. Yeah. To what does that even mean? A podcast about adulting 101 frequently asked questions that's terrible <laughs> try again that the podcast is terrible <laughs> no that that was terrible i forgot that was a terrible introduction yeah. i don't know i think that was pretty good I, I guess it was okay welcome back to what does that even mean an adulting 101 podcast hosted by the octavia fields library my name is gabby and i'm here with my co-host nicole and we also want to thank the friends of the Octavia Fields Library for sponsoring this podcast. Yes. Welcome to episode five. Dun, dun, dun. Can I say that? Oh my God, Disney don't sue. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just thought the episodes and I'm like, Star Wars. Can I say Star Wars? I don't even know. Okay. I feel like you could probably say Star Wars <laughs> without Disney okay. like yanking and us off the air and like dragging us through. Like, what is it called? When they used to throw you over the ship and drag you keyhole? Yeah. <laughs> That's like what I imagine being sued by Disney is like. Like you scrubbed against barnacles. <laughs> what is our episode about today? Today we're talking about moving out. Specifically moving out of your parents' home. Okay. I mean, we're making a couple of assumptions here. Yes. We're making the assumption that uh, the person listening to this has not already done some of these things. Mm -hmm. um, or, well, we're more or less, every, I think everybody can get some value out of this, but we're more or less addressing people who are leaving their parents' home for the first time or their, their guardian's home for the first time and um, trying to find a place to rent mm -hmm. uh, to live. Mm -hmm. So, but I think that even if you have moved out before, I think we're going to still have some information that will be valuable. Yeah, because especially in the, with the way things are mm -hmm. nowadays, a lot of twenty-somethings are moving back home, are having to move back home and live with mom and dad for a little while longer because the economy is not great. They can't find a job. They can't find a job that allows them to live on their own. How sad is yes. that? Um, super sad. It's, Thanks, it's, economy. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> so let's uh, talk about our our sources for this episode about moving out and mm -hmm. renting, uh, specifically an apartment, but whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it, our first uh, source is Investopedia. 
our standby good yeah, old friend. Yeah, our good old friend, which is apparently just like a hub of anything you need to know about as an adult. Yeah. Investopedia can, has got an article for you. Um, they're pretty amazing. There's also findlaw.com. That's F-I-N-D-L-A-W.com. Mm -hmm. Findlaw.com is a, a free website where you can go and learn about uh, basically the, the laws and statutes that are in your specific state or federal laws and statutes and have it explained to you in um, layman's terms. Layman's terms, yes. Okay. Uh, common, the way that like real people talk and not yeah. just the way that lawyers yeah. talk. Um, mm -hmm. Not legalese. Yes. Uh, we also have uh, the FTC, that's the Federal Trade Commission's website as mm -hmm. well, and uh, the Texas Attorney General's website. We also used USA.gov, uh, which is the website for government resources or the central hub for government resources. Uh, we've also <laughs> hit up the um, the Housing and Urban Developments website, which mm -hmm. is a federal <laughs> organization. You'll sometimes hear them called HUD. Mm -hmm. um, if you've ever bought a home, HUD, you know who HUD is. So. If you've ever bought a home, <laughs> uh, if you've ever received public housing assistance yes. as well, uh, you know who HUD is. We used a lot of sources for this one, mm -hmm. so uh, I think that's all of them. I think so. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm looking through. That looks like all of them. Well, thank you, sources. Thanks for having this information <laughs> that is available and also free and free. free. Yeah. Reliable and, and correct and yes, accurate. Accurate. That's what we like to have <laughs> as a library. Yes. We like for you to do your research. Are you ready to move out? I don't know. I think so. You think so? I think so. Remember, okay. I, I started that unicorn business. It's gone pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> It's going pretty well. So, um, are you ready to get your own place? I want to. How about that? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. But that's, why, a, that's a good place to start. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm ready. Like, how? Okay. What can I do to find out? Like, I need. Are there questions I can ask myself to kind of prep or find out? Well, I I think you need if you are looking at moving out, mm -hmm. whether it's seriously or just kind of like idly, like mm -hmm. hmm, I wonder what I'll need to move out. Uh, I would ask. When I, I got ready to move out of my parents' house, mm -hmm. uh, I, I moved out of my parents' house twice. The first time didn't go so well, and the second time has gone a lot better because <laughs> I was more prepared and asked myself mm -hmm. these questions. Okay. So uh, why do you want to move out? So is it to just get away from your parents? Is it to be closer to school or work? Or, you know, to live with your friend who's not super reliable, but he's a really good friend, mm. but he never really pays back any money on time. No, I remember that guy. I don't like him. <laughs> um, so, you know, like any number of reasons are maybe not the third one, but like <laughs> with your, your responsible friend, but any of those reasons are valid reasons to move out. But it's also, you need to look at this and be like very critical. Like if you want to move out because you're closer to your job, like maybe if you're not ready to move out, maybe get a job that's closer to where you're living now, mm -hmm. or maybe see if there, if you can't move out, but you want to be closer to school, maybe see if there are distance learning options available to you. Mm -hmm. Moving out is a very, and having your own place, even if you're renting is a very expensive thing. It's a lot of responsibility. And it's also a lot of responsibility. It's also a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, Sounds like it. Like, mm -hmm. You're making me doubt if I want to move out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
So when you ask yourselves these questions, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like, a, oh, like, I just want to get away from my parents. That doesn't have to mean, no, you're not ready to move out. Mm -hmm. Personally, I think that you should know the answer to that question. Right. Why do I want to move out? Yeah, that's a good thing. That's, it's re I think that's a reasonable ask of yourself. <laughs> so interrogate your design. <laughs> uh, okay, so another question that's a little bit more a deal breaker is, are you financially stable? So you want to, when you look at financial stability, you're looking at, are you working? Mm -hmm. Is that income that you're making steady? Mm -hmm. Do you anticipate any major expenses coming up within the next, you know, however many months, years? Mm -hmm. uh, can your paycheck cover rent, utilities, insurance, gas, car payments, if you have them, school payments, if you have them, food, and also give you enough to have fun at the end of the month right yep yeah because i still want to be able to do all that <laughs> yeah like you want to you know you don't want to like move out and like sacrifice living... certain parts of like what you have come to expect i guess yeah some of those things are non-negotiable too like i need my car and i have to pay for gas to get yes. to my no my unicorn business so yes and you <laughs> need to pay utilities so that yeah. you can live in your house. Yeah, I cannot live without air conditioning. Yeah. That would well, not be like, a good thing. In you, you literally can't because generally yeah. living without air conditioning <laughs> means living without electricity, electricity. Yeah. which legally means that the home is unlivable. Yeah. <laughs> First way to answer this question is like, what can I pay for? What, what can, can I afford? I, yes. Is um, to make a budget. <sighs> okay. Yeah. That sounds kind of hard. It can be, but okay. you have um, Investopedia has a page on buzz budgeting with recommendations for apps based on like where you are in your life. So if okay. you're a student mm -hmm. or if you're married or if you're single, you know, that kind Small of thing. Small business owner. There are also plenty of other budgeting apps that you can take a look at. And, I do love that. Mm -hmm. uh, the general rule of thumb is most people will tell you that you don't want to spend more than 30% of your income on housing expenses. Okay. What do you mean by that? So if you make $3,000 a month, mm -hmm. generally the rule of thumb is that you're not going to spend more than $900 on your housing expenses. Okay. So from most older estimates, mm -hmm. uh, which were made in a, a different time when the housing market was different. And uh, the economy was, was different. different. This 30% of your income. So mm -hmm. that would include like that chunk that you allocated to housing expenses would include like utilities mm -hmm. and your rent and like basically everything you need to, to do in order to live someplace. Mm -hmm. You may find that when you start doing this and you're, you're making your budget that you're going to end up above 30%. Yeah, easily. <laughs> Very easily. What you need to keep in mind is how much am I going to spend on housing and how much am I going to have left for everything else? Right. If you're making $3,000 a month, you probably don't want to spend two thousand on rent. That is ridiculous. Yeah, like that's two thirds <laughs> of your income, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Which is an insane amount of money. Yeah. But one thousand dollars is a little bit more reasonable because mm -hmm. it leaves you spend one thousand dollars a month in, in in rent, and then you have two thousand left over for all of your other expenses: mm -hmm. utilities, gas, car payments, food, student loans, any kind of. Yeah. Other credit card bills, things like that. So depending on your, your situation, it's a good idea. And that's completely, it would be up to me as the person making the decision and making my budget. I just need to be aware that anywhere between maybe 30 to 50% or whatever I'm comfortable with. 
Yeah. But but I think 30 to 50 sounds like a pretty sweet spot. Yeah. I or think 30 I to think 45. 30 to 45. Yeah. That sounds a little bit better. Like <laughs> but you need to, you know, like, this is going to be a personal, personal decision. decision. Yep. This is going to be some something where you have to look at it and be, like, genuinely realistic. Yeah. That hot new townhome or apartment that's on, like, right in the middle high of downtown. Yeah. High rise. Luxury pool. I mean, they're amazing, but... And you're, like, looking at that and you're, like, man, I really want to live there. Mm-hmm. And you do your budget worksheet and then you get at the end of it and you're, like, I'll have $30 left over <laughs> at the end of the month. That's fine. That's not fine. <laughs> no. Like, well, and as someone who... um gets really anxious as far as like when I'm doing like I love to do my I know I'm more weirdo but I love to pay my bills <laughs> I think I've always been like that um and so I just I like the little I guess like the little rush I get to check it off and say I paid it <laughs> I think you just like checking things off list. I do I think I do but it makes me really anxious to think that even if I'm not it like if I'm gonna have a good amount left over at the end of the month I would I always wonder like is it is it enough? Even when I've already paid everything and I've gotten groceries and I've got some save, put away in savings, I still at the end of the day, I'm like, did I do good enough? Like I get really nervous. So I think it's also like, that's part of your decision should be like, what are you genuinely comfortable with? And like, what is going to make you not anxious? Cause if you're, you don't want to move out if you're going to be riddled with anxiety the entire time. Yeah. Like you don't want to move out <laughs> if like you get out there and you find out like, that you can't actually pay to live on your own. Yeah. That's what happened to me the first time I moved mm-hmm. out of my parents' house was I moved into a place with like four other roommates. <gasps> and well, we couldn't, it was a house and we couldn't mm-hmm. afford the right. house. So, you know, I, and that like constant stress, I never got evicted, mm-hmm. but that constant stress of not yeah. being like Ooh. not having enough mm-hmm. funds because all of my money was going to like literally keeping a roof over my head mm-hmm. really messed me up. Yeah. Well, it really made me physically ill. Yeah. So this is something that you should um, be considering when you're moving out is mm-hmm. like, we're not trying to scare you, no. but we're also trying to be like realistic, realistic yeah. that this is a big decision to right. make. So these are all things that you can consider. Another mm-hmm. question uh, I would suggest asking yourself before you move out is uh can you commit to living on your own or will you need to get a roommate in order to make rent for instance i had four roommates when i moved out the first time and we were in a big house uh so it wasn't so bad and there were three bathrooms so that wasn't so bad um but like living with other people that you don't really know that well Mm -hmm. is difficult did you find them on craigslist no, they were friends of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that sounds even worse. Like acquaintances, basically. Basically. <laughs> uh, the, like mm. those kinds of things, like you want to keep in mind, like if you and your best, your bestie are like, yeah, let's get a, you know, let's get an apartment together and we'll live in the city. Like, yeah, you should probably ask yourself, like, is this bestie going to actually pay rent? Yeah. Like, it, are they going to be somebody who's responsible? Are they going to clean the bathroom yeah. after they Can you it? trust them? Yeah. Because I think that's a very, that's a lot of trust to put into somebody. I would not suggest jumping into anything lightly or blindly. You know, do your research, find out, ask yourself some really personal questions. Like, are you ready? Are you, can you trust this person? Like, and don't answer in that teenage lovelorn way. Like, of course I can trust them. I trust them with my life. There's but definitely really like, know? okay, so remember if you get a roommate, you are entering into a legally binding contract with this person. Wait, but you haven't talked about that yet. 
<laughs> so getting an apartment, leasing something, renting <clears throat> something like this, mm -hmm. we're we're skipping ahead a little bit, but you it's a part of a legally binding contract. And we're gonna talk more about the details of that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. but and we've we've also touched upon legally binding contracts and leases very um briefly briefly before in our credit mm -hmm. episode where we talked about what those mean and you know what you're promising and what you're getting in return for that promise to pay so similar yes so it's mm -hmm. it's the same idea is mm -hmm. that when you enter into this contract there are going to be things that you are responsible for mm -hmm. you and your roommates mm -hmm. if you have them are responsible for as residents of this property mm -hmm. and then things that your landlord or the person who owns the property and is renting it to you is responsible for. Mm -hmm. And we'll get more into that in a minute. Mm -hmm. But remember, if you choose your roommate and you don't trust them, it's okay to not trust your best friend in a legally binding contract, even if you trust them to take a bullet for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's okay to be like, man, Joe is such a great friend. If I'm yeah. stuck on the side of the road, he's like, gonna come pick me up. he's going to come pick me up. Yep. He would, I can call him at 3 a.m. to come help me unclog he'd the help toilet. Me, like, <laughs> he'd help me hide a body. Like, <laughs> these kinds of things. Like, Joe's a great guy. Yeah. But also... You're right and die. Ride or die. <laughs> yeah. Like, ride or die does not have to mean, like, rent or die. Like, no. <laughs> there's also questions when you get a roommate that you want to ask, like, are oh, they yeah. a night person? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, do they smoke? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Do they have pets? Are they going to have a bunch of people over all the time? Oh, Personality clashing, I think, is a... Yeah. Yeah. Are they, you know, not just that they're going to pay the bills on time. Mm -hmm. Do they have the same idea of what clean is? Oh, man. Um, do they have furniture? Mm -hmm. Are they going to eat your leftovers? Yeah. So these all sound <laughs> like super petty things, I think. But understand, like, when you live with somebody, you probably don't... If you live at home with your family and you've never moved out, you probably have never thought about this before. Or maybe you have. Your... Because, hello, anybody who has siblings knows your siblings are in your It room. was totally different to, like... <laughs> deal when I moved out the first time it was totally different to deal with my sister as like just the worst person to share a bathroom with like live with her like that uh -huh. and then move into a house where I shared a bathroom with somebody who was unrelated to me who was like that like so, yeah those are like foreign cooties versus family cooties yeah there's like a certain amount of like I've lived with you now for all of your yeah. life yeah. like there's leeway there's like I guess like I can't can't do anything about this when you move into a house with like a roommate who's supposed to be an adult and mm -hmm. supposed to like be respectful of a space like it's a communal space a communal space especially yeah. like yeah. it's totally different mm -hmm. So all of these things are super petty and mm -hmm. it might be something that you'd let slide if you're living with your family. Mm -hmm. But like if it bothers you, you need to know if your roommate does that thing. Yeah. And you need to know if it's a deal breaker or if it's going to cause conflict because you are living together. Yeah. Well, and like, you're stuck at that yeah. point. Once you sign the You lease, are in a legally binding contract yes. with this person. Yes. So yes. So like we mentioned before, <laughs> uh, entering into a lease is a legally binding contract. Uh, you are going to be required to make certain uh, conditions in this contract. You're going to be so, certain things are going to be required of you, including mm -hmm. making rent. Mm -hmm. Mostly, that's the major one. Is like yep. you are required every month or every two weeks or how whatever your lease terms are that you are going to pay this amount. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you read the fine print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but there's also things like you're required, like. 
especially for renting, you're required not to make any changes mm -hmm. to the rental property. It's not, not really yours. <laughs> yeah, you're, exactly. You're borrowing it for... to not damage it. Mm -hmm. Or if you, you know, most rental like apartments don't let you paint, nope. but some will let you paint if you get permission mm -hmm. and then agree probably to paint it back back yeah. to the or pay to have it. Want. Or pay a fee or, or something. pay to have whatever. Yeah. You're obligated <clears throat> to keep it clean, mm -hmm. like all of that stuff, report any kind of like malfunctions to the management mm -hmm. or any kind of leaks or any kind of weird yeah, yeah, yeah. infrastructure type things. So those are the things that are going to be required of you. Mm -hmm. In return, the landlord as part of this contract is required to let you live there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they're required to let you live there. They're also required to meet health and safety codes mm -hmm. to make necessary repairs to in your a apartment timely fashion. in a timely fashion. Yes to uh, return a fair amount of your security deposit, which we'll talk about security deposits mm -hmm. in a second, yep. uh, when the lease is terminated, and they're also required to provide advance notice when they enter the unit. So that there are certain responsibilities indicated on both sides of this equation. Mm -hmm. um, so are you willing, like if, if, you, if you forfeit this contract, you as the, the renter forfeit this contract, there are fees that are assessed mm -hmm. so forfeiting means you leave before you the lease ends the, or or you don't pay or you break like you break a rule like one of break the conditions yes. that um, so, was in place like you like you break the wall or like you you know break do the something toilet illegal <laughs> yes do something illegal uh have 50 people living in your apartment or put it up on Airbnb without yeah, your landlord's those are permission. really big ones. <laughs> or like my neighbors dump trash over your balcony onto the common walkway so that somebody else can pick it up because you're too lazy to take it to the dumpster. That's horrible. It really was. If you break the terms of that lease, like my neighbors who threw garbage, garbage yeah. over garbage into, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, infested the entire complex with flies because they just left their garbage there for weeks on end. That's really gross. It was super gross. Yeah. So if you forfeit this contract by any means, you can be taken to court, mm -hmm. you can be sued, you mm -hmm. can be made to pay whatever back rent is owed mm -hmm. on top of any fees that would be assessed. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I can talk about my eviction now. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your eviction? Well, yeah, eviction? because <laughs> I was so mad because I was covering rent for her and that month, I, she told me she was going to send in her half because she actually had it. So I sent in my half, dropped it off when I was supposed to, because again, I like to check my notes, like, you know, give myself a little check mark that I did it. So I was like, I checked, I dropped off my half of the rent and three days past the first, the office sends something saying, Hey, we still haven't gotten the full rent. And so I, she was not there. And she, so I left her a note and went, I went off to work and she said, Oh no, no, I took care of it. And then two more days pass and we get like an eviction notice and they're like, you that's need... a really short term. Yeah, it was, it was, but okay. So long story short, she was doing all kinds of craziness. She wasn't paying. Oh, okay. So you were already so, on the ice. Kind of. Yeah. So we, we got evicted and then I had to pay double the rent in fees. <laughs> so, uh, and then she never, like she dipped. So she was gone. <laughs> She wasn't, she was, she ghosted me basically into the wind and never to be seen again and left me saddled with all the fees. And then I didn't, I wanted to avoid like going, having 
to go to court, so I just paid it. So, but it was it also you know is a bad thing on your credit. Yeah, it really is. So, and um, then on your rental history, it was on my rental history for like seven years, I think it is. Jesus, something like that, I so think. Long. Which sucks. Yeah, it does. But I had to move back home. <laughs> That's it. Tail tucked, <laughs> and then just. Try oh, again. yeah, that's always try, a, try a again great later. feeling yeah. when you're like, my yeah. mom and dad, I'm all ready to go like live on my own. And you yeah. come back like eight months later, <laughs> like I did. And it was, wasn't like, even that long. Dad, I didn't even know. Like, <laughs> I think I was terrible. gone like three or four months. That was it. It was oh, bad. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You can't be like, when you go to your landlord and something like what happened to you happens, mm -hmm. you can't be like, well, I paid my half. Exactly. The landlord's going to be like, cool. The rent is fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, so I don't care who pays it, but right. it needs to be paid. Correct. Like yeah. maybe your landlord will be understanding. You Usually should all, if you end up in a situation like that, you should always talk to them in person yeah. and say, "Look, here's what happened. Mm -hmm. I am trying to my best to make this financial agreement, and in, they will probably, if they're being nice, maybe release you from the lease, mm. um, which is a termination of your lease." that there will probably still be fees there will probably still be fees <laughs> but, assessed but it's better than an eviction yes correct you know it's always better to quit than be fired um it's kind of the same idea like yep. if you enter into a situation where you can't live there anymore mm -hmm. because of financial reasons or whatever go to your landlord and say look i cannot afford this apartment anymore mm -hmm. uh, what are to, my options yeah what are my options what do i need to do in order to like make this go away and, and especially right now with the pandemic, yeah, um, I think that is happening a lot. So if you're prepared to enter into a legally binding contract and you're prepared to take, and you know, like you're not going to forfeit this contract, you're going to do your best to keep to your side of the bargain. Mm -hmm. um, you may also be asked if you don't have a rental history or a credit history, you may be asked for guarantors or co-signers. Mm -hmm. These would be most of the time it's your parents, mm -hmm. but it's like somebody who's it's like a co-signer on a loan, like on it's, a car. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. actually it's exactly that. It's yep. somebody who says, "Listen, I know you know Gabby doesn't have the reputation she needs, doesn't have the credit history she needs yet, Sad but I do, <laughs> yep. and I am saying Gabby will pay." Yes. Or if Gabby doesn't pay, then I will pay that yes. amount. Yes, I I will be respond. I will be her backup. Yeah, my wingman. Like if your parents are co-signers and you forfeit the contract, that means that they are also legally like, responsible responsible for any of the consequences that come out of forfeiting the contract. I keep saying uh, forfeit the contract, but we mean breaking a lease. Mm -hmm. That's the common term is breaking mm -hmm. a lease. Mm -hmm. Now, after asking myself all those, I think I am. I'm ready to move out. So now, now what? Okay. Well, some of the things that you need to look for, you're going to actually have to search for an apartment. Like, mm -hmm. it's not just going to materialize out of thin air and you just waltz in and sign the lease. And, Darn. Yeah, I know. Unicorn It would wishes. be really nice <laughs> if it, like, worked that way. Yes, it But would. <laughs> one of the things, there are a lot of things you have to consider when you move into an apartment. Where are you geographically? Like, your yep. geographic location. You'll hear this whenever somebody talks about real estate. is location, location, location. Yep. But it is really important. Where you are geographically is um, very vital to your living expenses if you live far away from your job it's going to not only are you going to have to spend more gas money moving there you're also going to spend more time which is less time that you have allocated to yep. something else mm -hmm. you'll spend most of your life on the road yeah 
Yeah. So that's maybe. I hate to drive. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't live an hour away from here. Right. Car. That's, that's in Houston, it's very difficult to avoid doing that. Yes. But, that's true. Um, well, I'm very fortunate. I live pretty close to work. So. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty fortunate too, in that I live like 20 minutes from here. Yeah. Your location is important because <laughs> more often than not, it's going to be probably one of the most important things. Like, I would consider location secondary to rent. Yes, because you can't change like just that. like a second <laughs> thing under rent. Well, and you have to think about, okay, yeah, the, the rent is decent, but you're driving an hour that's putting a lot of wear and tear on your vehicle and you're having to pay gas. You're possibly having to pay tolls. Yes. And then you're also just the time on the road. This is like from Investopedia. If you're looking at this, <clears> you should like look at your budget and then look at where, what you want to, where you want to live, what you want to be close to. Mm -hmm. Um, but you should also, Investopedia has a tip that I've included is that renters looking for the best options, that means like the most options in terms, most variety in mm -hmm. terms of apartments, should plan to move between May and September mm -hmm. because during the summer, that's when most people are either graduating from school or like if you have children, like that's the easiest time to move mm -hmm. because then you don't have to switch schools in the middle of the year. That's true. Potentially. Um, and other, and that's when I moved. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's when we always moved when we were growing up was yeah. in the summer, mm -hmm. um, and other things. So you should try and move between, uh, if you're looking for options, you should move between May and September. According to Investopedia. According to Investopedia. Mm -hmm. But for the pre best prices, generally between October and April. Again, according to Investopedia. Thank so, you, Investopedia. Yeah. For doing all the hard work for us. Um, <laughs> So um, the prices aren't going to drop a whole bunch. Like when we're talking about this price step, like mm -hmm. it's going to be like one to two percent. So it's multiplied over twelve or well, however long your lease term is. Your lease is. <clears throat> so when you're looking for an apartment, there are a lot of people out there who are going to try and get your money, mm -hmm. um, who are trying to scam you. And it's actually pretty easy with apartment hunting because you're fundamentally talking to somebody you probably don't know and you're having to talk to somebody that you don't know. I don't, I don't like know strangers. any landlords. Yeah, I don't like strangers. Um, <laughs> you know, things like that. So you're on these websites and you're mm -hmm. looking at these apartments and you're like, wow, this one's really cool. And you contact the person involved and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can rent it, but first send me the whatever amount of money no sir whatever fee that they tell you you yep. name that they use to um so or they say well you have to give us the security deposit in cash mm -mm. um that's that's super suspicious yes they have a paper trail yeah um or they say send it to me through cash app or nope. venmo or something like that <laughs> uh oh man people are so like <laughs> there are basic rules there are agencies out there who are monitoring these kinds of things mm -hmm. and you can report if you are a victim of a scam, uh, you can report that to local law enforcement mm -hmm. and the uh, FTC, that's the Federal Trade Commission. Mm -hmm. uh, you can... Can uh, you check apartments on Better Business Bureau? You can check for businesses or landlords on Better Business Bureau. You can also do more research, do your research mm -hmm. on whether or not this individual it actually owns this building. That's mm -hmm. pretty common. Uh, that's probably the most common from my research that I was able to ascertain, like the most common mm -hmm. type of rental scam is that somebody will pose for a legitimate apartment mm -hmm. complex. They will pose as the manager 
or the leasing. leasing agent or which is a real estate agent who handles the leasing particulars or a person in the leasing office mm -hmm. or the owner or whatever and they will say hey you can have this apart you can rent this apartment but first you have to send me this this amount of money or this they'll call it the security deposit or first month's rent and you either pay it in cash or you wire it to them um and there's no paperwork switching hands that's suspicious because yes so the, the reason or <laughs> you send it to them through cash app or venmo or one of these things which are basically the same thing as a wire what we call wiring um which is like a western union yes like when you go into walmart and you see like the money counter the what is it the the customer like whatever counter where you can customer pay. service right? yeah 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 or the, uh, the business center I don't the know business center in walmart or kroger yeah. or heb or wherever and they have the western union logo mm -hmm. that's what they mean like when they say wire you're using the western union service to send money to somebody's mm -hmm. bank account directly right um so the reason this is suspicious is the reason this is such a successful scam is one you already have to pay a landlord mm -hmm. to um get to be able to live in that place um, and two, like Gabby is talking about, there's no paper trail if you hand somebody cash and they can just leave and ghost yeah. you and never show up again. <laughs> yeah. And then you're out and however took many. your money. <laughs> and took your money. Or uh, like you can't get refunds mm -hmm. from a wire transfer. Mm -hmm. You can't get refunds from Cash App. Yeah. You can't get refunds from like these kind of like apps like that. You can't get refunds for. Mm -hmm. But like if your landlord says, okay, you need to pay me with uh like a money order mm -hmm. um, or you need to pay me with this or that, like that or kind of check. thing. A I know check. We, we talked about checks when, when we talked about checking accounts and, and such. Mm -hmm. So that is, that is a paper trail. <laughs> that is a paper trail. And if that person cashes like, your check, your bank will have a record of that. And you will have a receipt of that, yes. that you can then go to somebody and say, Hey, this person scammed me mm -hmm. and find some sort of like financial renumerator. Renumeration for that. Yes. Uh, so there are. So if anybody asks you to pay in cash and only cash, mm -hmm. be very suspicious of that. Yes. Um, there's also like or tries to take money from you without signing, without any kind of a, a, yeah. a contract. Remember, we just spent the whole first half of this episode harping about breaking your contract and forfeiting and and la di da di da about this contract. And yet you're handing over money to someone and didn't receive a contract. That's this is a legally binding. Correct. So the contract does not just protect the landlord. It the protects contract you. protects you. Mm -hmm. It outlines specifically how much you will pay in security deposit fees, mm -hmm. how much you will pay a month, mm -hmm. how much you will pay if this thing happens or whatever, mm -hmm. like this kind of stuff happens. Yep. This is something that you can look at and say, if your landlord tries to do something, which is illegal, illegal mm -hmm. or take advantage of you, you can put, pull this contract out and say, no, you are not meeting the terms of this contract and Correct. you can take them to court mm -hmm. or other like avenues of whatever. So these are all things that you can do. This contract protects you. So if you give the money without like signing the contract, like that's, they're not obligated by any agreement, like Correct. legal agreement to. There is honor. no protection in place for yourself. Yes. You have not entered any kind of an agreement. So um verbal agreements are not good enough let's put it that way this is a lot of money that you're dealing with <laughs> yeah. i'm sure that this person joe who's trying to rent this apartment to you he looks like a great guy he looks really trustworthy joe still should have to sign a piece of paper yes, that he says should. he's going to do what he has to yes. do yes yeah and i'm sure you know like most just people, like you do <laughs> most 
uh, rentals are very legitimate things. Like, yep. Obviously, tons of people live in the rentals. Yep. We are in we. A, <laughs> yeah, like, that's not, but it's the small major minority of people who are trying to take advantage of this trust that we have in each other. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, Joe, the you know, Joe, the landlord is going to honor what he says that he's going to do. Mm -hmm. um, and somebody else is going to take advantage of the fact that you trust Joe, the landlord and Joe, the landlord trusts you. Mm -hmm. It's those people that take advantage of that yep. trust. And that's how they're successful in scamming. People. It's those couple of bad apples. That it, are gonna yeah, spoil it really is. <laughs> um, so I'll, we're just caution. We're just trying to caution you to be careful with of scams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can find more information uh, about like some of the scams that can do, but like some ground rules are you always read your lease, mm -hmm. always. Even um, fine print. You keep a copy and mm -hmm. keep it for your records. If yep. some, if they don't give you a copy of the lease, you do not leave until they give you a copy of the lease. Yes, and they they usually will. They should. They should, yeah. Um, because it also protects them. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a copy, like everybody's on the same page. Right. Everybody has a copy of the lease. Yep um subleasing from somebody like isn't that's when basically like gabby is living in an apartment she wants to rent out her extra room <laughs> so i lease from gabby yeah the problem is gabby's landlord isn't okay with me leasing right. from gabby right so gabby's landlord gabby's then in forfeiting the contract yes, of the I lease am, i am doing something illegal according to the terms of the contract yeah or, so we both yeah. get kicked out <laughs> now we're both living on the street under a bridge in a box in a um, oh yeah that's gonna be a really timely <laughs> reference the chris farley <laughs> sketch down with like what is it like what is it the matt foley or something like yeah, that, that down in a van down, down by, by the, the river. river if you don't honor your leasing contract <laughs> that's where you will end you up. will end up in a van down by the river <laughs> this is a very great reference deep I, cut for yes. our audience that they will our target audience will definitely understand <laughs> Um, sometimes landlords will allow subleasing, uh, in other States that's, I think, I think that's more like a common thing in New York city. Yeah. I, so in other cities, you know, it's we're also, just talking about what's yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Um, also. well, unless you get permission from right. the landlord, yes, you can live here and sublease mm -hmm. from this person. Yeah. Some and it, landlords are okay with it because honestly, like it's, they'll get the money regardless. Right. Whatever. And that is going to be something that is written directly into your contract. So just read the fine print. Um, there's also like, remember like subleasing, you may not be protected by a contract. So mm -hmm. if I sublet from Gabby and Gabby's like, actually, I don't want to live with you anymore and kicks me out and puts <laughs> on my stuff on the side of the curb. Oh no. I like, would, then I'm, that. there's no remuneration for me. There's no way Bye I can no. take, yeah, right. There's no way I can take Gabby to court for breaching the terms of our contract because yep. we didn't have one. Mm -hmm. Um, so you always want to meet your landlord or your leasing agent in person uh, and make sure that, you know, like they're a real person. And yep. Gabby just lost one of her plugs. <laughs> Where did he go? Uh, this is great audio. I can't wait to leave this into the podcast. But we're taking a five minute break to find. I knew I lost it. Use the flashlight function on your phone. So that you can find it. It's a black plug did why I did you take it? it out anyway because i i grabbed my ear and it hurt and i was like why does my ear hurt okay now i am gonna have to grab my flashlight i just okay keep going this is gold <laughs> yeah like what narrate what you do gabby is now trying to find because it's did a I... dark room it's there it is oh okay ew it's been on the carpet <laughs> well I'll just, you're gonna I'll stick it back it. in your no, ear no, no, i'll wash it 
I'm like, I, I don't know why. I got, a, I had a, like a pain. Like I grabbed my ear. Yeah, it's because you were playing with your earplug. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't hurt anymore. I don't know. That was weird. The plug hurt? Did I feel the... <laughs> what okay. does that even mean? Okay. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. It's not. It's just like silicone, isn't it? Or I know. But so it... like you're not allergic to it. No. Okay. No. But I'm like, I grabbed the plug and it hurt. Like, yeah, I don't know if the plug hurt or my like, ear. stabbed yourself in the like ear with the plug. I've had them for, I don't know. I don't know if they're like, if it's okay to like leave them out. I'm afraid it'll close. Okay, well, we have to finish recording, no, no, so it's yeah, not going to close go. in the next, like, no, 30 it's minutes. No, it's not. I'm not okay. worried about it. So make sure <clears throat> you can talk to previous or current tenants. Make sure that, like, the landlord is a good landlord and mm -hmm. that they're trustworthy. And some of these, the website, okay, so I'm not, we don't have an official website for you to actually look at apartments. But if you use one of those websites or you check out one of those websites. We're not going to use their names because we don't want to promote them. Right, like, right. But... Sometimes the, there are reviews on mm -hmm. those websites and you, you know, just take that with a grain of salt. And but... sometimes some of those websites will have uh, verified accounts yes. as well. Yeah. Uh, which means that the owner of that property has had to submit some sort of whatever right. to like confirm that yeah. they're actually the owner. Um, oh, I ripped it. So just uh, be careful too of anybody who doesn't ask for background info before they agree to lease. It seems like oh cool, I get to skip all this paperwork <laughs> and the credit check. No, but like those are protections in place for you. <laughs> yeah, there's also like a way like this person is just asking you, just saying like yeah, you can lease there so that you will get the money and then yeah. they can leave. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, be very aware of someone who's asking you for personal information and just like writing it on a slip of paper. <laughs> Yeah, so your social was, what was that again? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't give anybody your social unless you're going to actually sign the right. lease, like, or you're actually going to, like, they're going to run a background check. Right. Be very right. careful with your social security. <laughs> yes. And your identity in general. Yeah. Here's here's Auntie Corner, where <laughs> Nicole and Gabby tell you everything, like, that you should do in your life. Like, <laughs> please be careful. Um, I worry okay. about you. <laughs> so once you sign that contract and... You finish, or once you've gotten to the point where you're ready to sign the contract, there mm -hmm. are a couple different types of leases that are available. There's commercial leases, which we're not worried about, and then there's residential leases, which is you know, what we're talking about, where you're going to live. Mm -hmm. um, Residence. So there's uh, different lengths of contracts. Uh, so month to month. Month to month basically means that you agree to live someplace for the month, and then you continue just living there month. Mm -hmm. But at any point, like you or the landlord can say, listen, I don't want to live here anymore. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the month, I'm leaving. Yeah. Or, or the they landlord can say. <laughs> can say, listen, I don't want you to live here anymore. So at the end of the month, you're out. <laughs> or the landlord can say, okay, this month the rent is 500, but next month the market rates have gone up. So actually it's 750 yeah. next month. Wow. So they can change. But like if you were in a contract, is that like your landlord would have to tell you in mm -hmm. advance well, your landlord already has to notify you before they raise your rent. <clears throat> yes. But your landlord... You're locked in to a certain... Amount. Yes. If you're in a 12-month contract, you're paying that $500 for 12 months, and then your landlord can notify you at the end of the... You know, whenever they decide to change the rent, mm -hmm. like, hey, when you renew your lease, which it's is going, just yeah. re-signing, re-agreeing mm -hmm. the, like, agreement to live there for another 12 months, mm -hmm. they will say, actually, this time around, it's going to be seven fifty a month yeah. or something else. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the difference between month to month. Month to month is very useful if you know you're only going to be a, a certain place in, uh, in a certain place for a certain kind of uh, certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of different 
lengths of lease. So, but the lease will tell you this is for 12 months. Mm -hmm. You are agreeing to this yep. for 12 months. And if it doesn't, then there's something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the rules or requirements mm -hmm. that you might see on applications are um, you might have uh, an income verification. Somebody is going to call your employer and say, hey, does Nicole actually make $3,000 a month? <laughs> does Nicole actually work? <laughs> does Nicole actually work? And does she actually make this amount? Because yes. that's what she told me. Yep. And then- And that is what I'm basing her- Yeah, that's why I'm agreeing to let her move in. They might also consider convictions, uh, whether you are you have been in the past convicted of a felony. Um, they also may require renter's insurance. Yes. Which a is an insurance <laughs> which basically, like, if your apartment complex burns down, then your insurance will cover it. Mm -hmm. uh, you pay for that to be reimbursed or replaced or whatever. It also covers, um, okay, so I used to work in insurance way long <laughs> ago. So the renter's insurance also provides personal liability insurance, which like, for example, let's say you come over, right? And you don't live with me. So you're coming over to visit and I have a knife out and you grab <laughs> the knife by the actual knife part because you didn't realize for whatever crazy reason and you cut yourself you could turn around and sue me even though i let you into my home out of the goodness of my heart you know i don't like people in my space and i let you in and i just came you're... into your space i accepted your invitation to bleed all over your couch <laughs> so if you wanted to sue me my renter's insurance covers yeah, you cut me <laughs> you cut yourself you picked it up <laughs> um that personal we'll liability we'll <laughs> the personal liability provides me with a protection in case someone else wanted to sue me but it also provides me with like let's say you didn't want to sue me you're just like oh it was okay I just picked it up on accident it's not even a deep cut but you might need a couple stitches well uh, the personal liability insurance could also provide me with a way for you to pay for doctors for a doctor's visit because I feel really bad that you cut yourself in my apartment I wouldn't because I told you not to pick that up, but you know, that's neither here nor there. But that's also something that the renter's insurance will provide and it'll also provide you with um, coverage for your stuff. Basically, you can get it from rental companies. Geico. I, I think my current one is through Geico. And you get, yeah, the, like pretty much any <clears throat> place that offers homeowner's insurance is probably going to yes. offer a rental's insurance policy. So shop around, see what's up. And a lot and of places that offer car insurance can bundle. Yeah, uh, like a renter's insurance policy. That's what so. the progressive commercials yep. are. <laughs> exactly. So um, so there's also some other things to consider, whether or not you have a pet or your roommate has a pet. Um, like the costs associated with that pet. Remember yes. that you are paying for that pet's food, mm -hmm. their health bills. Uh, and also on the rent. And on the rent, <laughs> most landlords will like include an additional surcharge for mm -hmm. a pet. A monthly. A monthly. Surcharge. Yeah. So it, it depends, depends on the, on the complex. And it so, depends yes. At my complex it's twenty five a month. Okay. So I think at mine it might be if it's a if it's a cat, I think it's fifty. And if it's a dog, I think it's a hundred. Oh my god! Yeah, and it depends on the breed of the dog. They just certainly really hate dogs. Yeah, well, certain. Well, breeds... that's also something too. Is like a lot of um, <clears throat> complexes will have weight requirements for yes. dogs. Mm -hmm. So for cats, mostly if they allow cats, then it's okay because yeah. cats don't really get that big. Well, some of them do. Maine Coons do, but okay. Well, but like they don't there. get like yeah. dog big, right? Um, but like for dogs, they might have an under twenty five pounds, so you can only have a little dog, which is ridiculous because there's a lot of large dog breeds that are very sedentary, so they don't need a lot of exercise and they don't need a lot of I think space. it's more about like the amount of 
uh, poop. shall we say, yeah, poop and pee <laughs> that they produce and the amount of hair. Well, okay, but you should pick up after your pet anyways if you're walking them outside. Yeah, but people don't. I know. <laughs> but it's also about like whether or not they like go to the potty inside <laughs> yeah. on the carpet, for instance. Gross, yeah. Um, wow. Can you imagine like Great Dane poop? <laughs> I don't have to. Um, but like, I want a Frenchie, but I'm holding off because I'm just I can't right okay. now. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> they're so cute. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. The additional pet rent is going to like if your pet messes up the apartment mm-hmm. by like peeing on the carpet or um, ripping the carpet. Cats are notorious for scratching. Yeah, carpet or something like that. Chewing. My dog loves to chew. Mm-hmm. When he was teething, uh, Radar used to chew on the corners of cabinets. I was gonna say <laughs> corners of things are a big chewer yeah. with with puppies especially. Yeah. And so then, uh, fortunately, it was just like our furniture that he chewed on, not yeah. like the house that we were renting at the time. Yeah. But yeah. He but used can to you do imagine? That so like things like that, like the landlord, those extra costs are going to pay yeah. for any um, repairs mm-hmm. that the landlord may have to make in the future. And are an added, you know, something to take into your budget into consideration yes. for your budget. Uh, one of the other costs that you have to consider is uh, you will be paying for utilities, what are called utilities. Some apartment complexes are all bills paid, mm-hmm. which means that they will pay your water bill, your trash bill, um, any like electricity, but other apart most apartments are um, or houses or whatever are like only some of the bills are paid or none of them are paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for example, I live in an apartment complex where uh, they pay for the water bill and the trash bill. So for the city to come and pick up the trash mm-hmm. every week. Um, but I am responsible for electricity. Same. That my apartment complex also pays for the water and the trash, but I. Have to but pay that's for pretty. Them. That's pretty. That's pretty standard because yeah. like it's all one building, so they yes. all share the same uh, like water. Mm-hmm. Um, but with electricity, like it's split between each unit. Correct. So real quick before we wrap this up, yes. let's talk about the responsibilities. We've talked a little bit about the responsibilities of renters and the responsibility of landlords, but mm-hmm. let's get more into like the rights that each uh, renter has. Again, you may not be able to, as a, as a uh, renter, you pro- you may not be able to paint your apartment. Um, you may not be able to- uh, Make any changes. Changes, <laughs> yeah, like renovate the bathroom or <laughs> anything like that. Your lessee's rights, your renter's rights include the right to privacy. This comes from, this section comes from finewall.com. Mm-hmm. The right to privacy, the right to basic standards of habitability, including water, electricity, and heat. Mm-hmm. You may be responsible for paying for the water and electricity bills, but your landlord is responsible for making sure that you can actually have that service Correct. so that the lights turn on, mm-hmm. that the water is still going Hooked to like, yeah, that you're able to use those services. That there is an air conditioning unit yes. that's available or to you. Or a heater mm-hmm. if you live somewhere where that's mandatory. Yeah. Radiator. Like those kinds of those radiator. Kinds of yeah. Um, so <clears throat> you have the right to live in a place that is livable. And you also have the right to live in a space that is safe to live in, that complies with local building codes and also federal building co- mm-hmm. codes. You have a right to live in a place where you are not constantly breathing in lead paint. Mm-hmm. You have a right to breathe, live in a place that uh, it's not going to cave in on you that yeah isn't going to cave in on you or or have mold in the walls or a a really bad bug problem yeah 
Oh God, that's gross. Um, yeah. I had a friend who lived in a, in a, an apartment that had a lot of bugs. They ended up having to break the, like the complex broke the lease and said, we cannot let you live here anymore. It's like super gross. So we're just going to go ahead and let you out of your lease. And she was like, well, that's all fine and well, but where am I going to go? <laughs> Yeah, basically, like, <laughs> they're like, cool, you gotta be at thanks, it by the end of the month. Goodbye. But, like, I do need to live somewhere. <laughs> um, and then there are the rights that the, that the landlord has, which is the right to screen potential tenants, which may involve background checks, like we talked about, credit checks, which we also talked about, references. So they're able to ask for somebody who can say, yes, Gabby is very reliable. Yep, sure like, I am. <laughs> yeah, you know, Gabby's going to pay her rent. Yep. And they may also, <laughs> that screening may also include income verification. Mm -hmm. But landlords do not have the right to discriminate based on race, religion, familial status, national origin, physical or mental disability. Sexual orientation's not on here. No, it isn't, because it is not covered by federal statute or Texas state law. Some other states include that where you cannot uh, discriminate against somebody who is LGBT. But Texas does not have that state law. Okay. And the federal government does not have that. So those things don't apply in Texas. Okay. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Moment of silence. <laughs> um, if you think that you've been discriminated against uh, in violation of federal or state or local law, uh, you can file a report with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, uh, the Department of Housing and Urban, Urban Development, which is HUD, uh, or you can speak to uh, file a complaint with the local, on the local level, like Harris County has its own housing department and mm -hmm. so does Houston. Mm -hmm. and, Humble doesn't because it's a small city, but right. you can still like file a complaint and like make sure go through the appropriate steps. Landlords have the right to know and approve of all occupants in the leased unit. Mm -hmm. uh, they have the right to use a part or all of the tenant security deposit to repair any damage caused to the property by the lessee or the renter. Um, in Texas, a landlord uh, must return your security deposit within 30 days and cannot retain any part of it for normal wear and tear. That's just like normal wear and tear being like walking on the carpet or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like that's normal wear and tear. Um, normal wear and tear is not uh, holes, in holes in the wall. Opening up some walls. Yeah, like <laughs> adding a new window. stains on the sink. Like those painting. Painting, things like that. Yeah. Uh, that mm -hmm. would be your dog chewing on the cabinet mm -hmm. corner like Radar used to do. You just moved, you removed all the doors for whatever, whatever reason. reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, those kinds of things are not normal wear and tear. A landlord's responsibilities include complying with health and safety codes like we talked about mm -hmm. because you have a right to live in some place that does comply with health and safety codes yes making necessary repairs returning a fair amount of the tenant security deposit when the lease is terminated mm -hmm. uh so fair amount is subjective but basically anything that they did not need to cover any damage that happened to the apartment um and or that they didn't need to cover any like unpaid rent or other expenses mm -hmm. that you incurred while living there and providing advance notice to the tenant if it will be necessary to enter into the unit. All right. So that we, was, that was a long one. That was, yeah. I, I Hopefully by the time I'm finished with it, it'll well, be shorter. <laughs> well, and but the crazy thing is you were concerned about not having enough. I was, but like also we <laughs> talked a lot about how much we hate having roommates. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. So that'll all probably get chopped off. 
at the but the end I felt like there was there's at least 40 minutes of good information in there. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so okay. we let's just wanted to yeah let's go ahead and uh, thank the friends of the Octavia Fields Library one more time for sponsoring mm-hmm. the podcast. We thank you for providing us with the ability to have the equipment to record this podcast. Listen. Thank you for cutting that check. (laughs) (laughs) We also uh, want to thank our system, Harris County Public Library, for allowing us to... For paying us to do this. (laughs) (laughs) For allowing us to do a podcast. Um, We want to thank you for listening. Yep. And we want to remind you to always do your research. That's why we're here. We're just providing you with some questions to ask yourself. And all of this information is available to you. Or if you have more in-depth, we can't give legal advice. No. But we can help you find the answers to questions that you have. Yeah. So um, please leave us a comment. in the right direction. Leave so, us a comment on social media. So let's go through our yeah, social media. Yeah, please talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> so on Instagram, we are... At Octavia Fields Library. On Facebook. We are at Octavia Fields Library. (laughs) On Twitter. We are at Octavia Fields. (laughs) So you can find us on any of uh, those platforms. Make sure to leave us a comment or retweet, like, subscribe, everything, all the good stuff. Smash that like button. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say on YouTube. I think so, yeah. And then uh, also uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that when we drop new episodes, about new episodes, you can uh, listen as soon as it drops on whenever I remember to upload it. (laughs) (laughs) On whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Yeah, because we're on pretty much all of them. Yeah, we are. So thank you so much for listening again. My name is Gabby, and I'm here with Nuku. And we are Octavia Fields, and this was, what does that even mean? An Adulting 101 podcast. Well, I can't say we'll see you next time. I mean, we could, but like it doesn't make any sense. see you next time. (laughs) Do your research. (laughs) Goodbye. Do your research. Bye.